This is the Jason Kavnis Experience, hosted by Jason Kavnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners and startup founders and other interesting people as we gain great insights about business, people, leadership, HR, and how each guest strives to be great every day. Hello, this is Jason. Just want to let you know that this is actually a special edition of the Jason Cavendish Experience. About a week ago, I was I took part in David Metzler's two-minute pitch competition. So the following is a, is a replay of that. So you're going to hear 10 great pitches from 10 great companies that took part. David Metzler gave us each some great advice and great feedback. So the, so the, the format was each one of us pitched for two minutes, and he gave us three minutes of feedback. Um, then at the end, he, he had awarded the first, second, and third place winners. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm in the top three, so be sure to listen to that. Also, uh, David Metzler is going to have his, um, he's doing this monthly. And in the show notes, I have the link so you can sign up for you in order for you to uh, compete in this pitch competition. So thanks for your time and hope you enjoy this. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. As you can see, we've come a long way in the last 20 years to empower over a billion people to be happy with these free trainings. Today, I'm so excited about the very first two-minute drill, our pitch competition. All right, are you guys ready? We're going to have 10 companies pitching. Top three companies will get uh, prizes. The third place one will get all of my books signed personally to them, my exercises, my guides. Second place will get the free. I'm starting a new private coaching group. They'll get a free year in that private coaching group. And finally, the winner will get one-on-one personalized coaching with me. I appreciate all of the contestants. The next competition, August 28th. And if this is good, maybe Clarity will allow us to come back and do it here, August 28th. Please register anytime. You got the name and the number, david at dmeltzer.com, 949-298-2905. All right, let's get ready for the first contestant. Here we go. Sean, how are you? Doing great. How are you doing, David? Perfect, man. You're going to have two minutes to pitch. Then I'm going to take a few minutes to give you some feedback, maybe ask a few questions. And uh, you are the first of the 10 contestants. When I point at you, we're going to start the clock. Does that sound fair? That sounds great. Awesome, man. Here we go. Get it going. Good morning, Meltzer crew. I'm Sean Parkinson with Cypress Vending. Quick little backstory on us is we're a small Canadian company and we have placed over 4,000 vending machines within Canada. No small feat. Um, obviously, 2020 hit, hit pretty hard and we decided that we needed to pivot. We needed to do something different and we really wanted to help people. We thought, how can we do that? How can we get people back to work? How can we get kids back in school? How can we get fans back in seats, right? Uh, so what we decided to do is create a touchless mask vending machine. Uh, it's a known fact that we should all be wearing a mask. We've been very fortunate here in PC. Uh, our COVID cases are quite low. Other places, not quite. But what we've been doing here is we've been religiously wearing our mask when we need to go to work, when we need to take transport, when we need to go anywhere. Um, so what we wanted to do is make it so masks are more accessible. A lot of businesses, you go shopping, you probably see people handing out masks, you know, things like that. 
Um, those people are frontline workers right in harm's way. Be a lot better for everybody if we just had a machine that was capable of doing that. Um, you can set this up to be monetary as well. So the machine, depending on your consumer flow, will pretty much pay for itself and then start turning the profit within a few months, depending on what your consumer flow is like. Um, or as well, it's just going to be a great thing for the workplace. You come in, you have a mask, you know that everything's going to be safe and sanitized and things like that. So we have that set up there. Um, another thing is we paired up with the Vancouver Food Bank, so a portion of all these sales are going to be going to them as well. Right in time. All right, that's fine. Here we go. All right. So excellent job on the credibility presentation with the product behind you is a great idea so whenever we can get a good feeling for what you're doing and how you're doing it i think the explanation was great um the emotional attachment right i love the fact that you're about helping people having fun with it a variety of different ways one of the things that sean did extremely well sean is you as an entrepreneur uh, I love the fact that a lot of people during these types of uh, compressed times of uncertainty, accelerated change, you immediately tried to fill a need and utilize your capabilities with what's doing well today, what may be stabilized today, but even what will do well in the future. Now, where can he uh, improve? There was no quantified analysis, right? So if we're pitching something, I didn't hear you know, a quantified reason why I should invest or if he needed investment or what he needed or why. And it's a very, there's 23 leftover se seconds. Unbelievably enough, even on the TV show Elevator Pitch that I do, over 50% of the people pitching forget one of the key components, to ask, right? What, what do you want? What are the quantified, Sean, reasons I should invest? You, you talked about the impact, right? I love the employee-consumer impact that it has, helping the relief fund. Those, those were great. The capabilities were explained extraordinarily well of what the machine can do, why it's touchless, why people you know, will have and do have and will need masks in the future. But the key component is, what if I told you right now, hey, man, I'm in. Right. I have no idea what percentage of what I'm in on or what you're asking for, because you can tell me right now, Dave, you can own 100 percent of the company for a dollar or yeah, I can own one percent of the company for a million dollars. I don't have the numbers. Right. Remember, people want to invest or they want to participate on a hundred twenty value equation, meaning, hey, can you see any reason, Dave, you want want to move forward with X? Uh, so excellent presentation. Way to use the product. Great credibility as an entrepreneur. I love the way you lean into the problems that exist. Emotional attachment, A plus, but you miss the big component of an ask. All right, perfect. Well, thank you very much, Sean. I appreciate it. Okay, we're gonna go to our next contestant. As we get to the two-minute drill, you see how it works. Jag, welcome to the hey, two-minute drill. How are you? I'm well, how are you? All right, I'm gonna give you a, a point and you're gonna get going. Any questions for me? Nope. All right. Here we go. Two minutes to make your pitch. Hi, my name is Jag Gill. I'm from San Luis Obispo, California. I'm 45 years old, serial entrepreneur. Uh, the company I'd like to share with you guys today uh, is Latrine, private luxury bathroom, especially in these times of COVID now. Um, with the uncertainty, the cleanliness, there are no public bathrooms available, everything shut down from Starbucks to gas stations. What we would like to provide is a branded facility you can get used to uh, placed everywhere like modern day coffee shops. Um, 
a private place with dignity, with cleanliness, with safety, um, all run from your app. You can purchase products there uh, as far as, you know, taking showers, shaving, uh, changing tables for children, uh, handicapped, special needs. Um, so we'd, we'd like to provide a branded bathroom service for the world. And my ask today is uh, relationships, you know, help drive this thing, opening doors. We're kind of uh, not to the stage of funding. I've been, I've been getting this, uh, this far myself so far. Um, but when we get to that point, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be raising money. But at this point, we want to do uh, strategic relationships and um, help drive this thing. Thank you. All right. Looking at a uh, little bit of leftover time as well. So, um, Jag, the uh, credibility side, you know, fine. The explanation of luxury, luxury latrines. I'd like to see you explain the business model. I'd like, you know, I know just from my own personal experience, you know, especially as we have a little bit of extra time, that the only place that people can really use bathrooms right now publicly uh, seems to be grocery stores, right? There's right. such a need to have a safe, clean, and here, if you have luxury, even better. And where does that business model fit in? Uh, even though you ask for relationships, which specific relationships do you want, right? I probably uh, am blessed to have one degree of separation from so many different people in the world. And I don't know who I can introduce you to. Do you want to meet my mom? Do you want to meet a distributor of toilet paper? Do you want to meet hand sanitizer companies? I have no idea. Um, if we're pitching, we should be practicing, uh, Jag, to make sure that number one, you're using all two minutes. You can't over, okay. you can't over explain things to me in two minutes. You know, there's probably so many more things you wish you would have said. In fact, if I asked you right now, what's one thing that you forgot to tell me that you'd like to tell me? Well, it is the fact that, um, our business model, it's, it's a membership base and we charge by usage and selling products at the facilities. Perfect. And how much would how much would they charge us, for example? For a membership? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, you're looking at an annual hundred dollar, and then as you go usage each time. Good. Okay. You can see by this pitch, right? Now the business starts developing differently because if you're going to sell a membership, then it comes up with the questions like how many different latrines would you need? How do you roll this out regionally, locally, nationally? Are you looking to partner with a major brand? You know, for example, Charmin, I know the toilet paper company at huge events already have luxury facilities that they've been giving to those events for years to promote their toilet paper. Are there some channel partnerships and interesting situations that you can get into uh, there? You can see that we need to answer those questions because the number one thing in not only you as an entrepreneur, but your business is credibility. And the minute we start getting lost into the void shortages and obstacles, our mind starts asking more and more questions about why we shouldn't move forward instead of why we should. Uh, yeah. Great, great example of what to do, as well as some great areas that we can improve on. I appreciate it, Jag. Thank you so much and uh, look forward to the next contestant. Thank you, David. Thank you, sir. Awesome. You can see there's so much that you need to do within two minutes. Um, and as we get to the next contestant, we'll keep on learning more. The one thing you'll learn through these 10 people I'll predict already is that you cannot practice enough. 
you could not practice enough. So make sure that you're going through this, you're answering other questions, you're practicing in front of family, friends, mirror, you're videotaping it as many times as you can in that two minutes. We wanna make sure that we cover everything from credibility, emotional attachment, quantifying reasons, impacts, and capabilities to come to a logical conclusion with an ask of, can you see any reason you won't want to move forward with making introductions to toilet paper companies or whatever it may be? All right, I'm ready for the next pitch. Here we go. Who do we got on deck? Angela, how are you? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me today. Oh, thanks for coming. You ready for your two minutes? Yes, I am. All right. When I give you the point, you're going to get going. Does that sound fair? Yes. Awesome. All right. Let's hear your pitch, Angela. Hello, my name is Angela Hahn, and I'm so grateful and happy to be here. I'm also a healthcare lawyer, a health coach, and a founder of the Fit to Practice Society, which I'm here to pitch for. So the Fit to Practice Society is a membership for lawyers who are busy and burned out to click into Zoom with me four times a week for effective and quick workouts that require little to no equipment. Um, but this is, uh, this is more than just a membership. It's a community of lawyers across the country who are able to connect meaningfully through this task-based networking activity, which is more important now than ever as the pandemic has drastically limited our networking opportunities. And I started this after I was able to overcome my own mental health challenges, my seven years of bulimia, uh, through efficient workouts that made me feel physically stronger and ultimately mentally stronger. Now, I had a successful beta launch in May with a 20% conversion rate for a lifetime membership of $197. And I'm currently in the middle of another launch this week for a monthly membership of $47. The conversion rate is at around 80% so far. And I'm so thankful to be serving each and every member of the society, even at its beginning stages right now. Now, the question I have today uh, for you is, is on scalability. I've used Facebook ads before, and I have never gotten such hateful and negative comments directed at lawyers saying that lawyers are evil and that they do not deserve health and wellness. So I would love to get your feedback on how I can scale this perceived, uh, despite this perceived limitation, uh, that the typical way of scaling, i.e. Facebook ads, may not work for me despite what has um, happened so far. And um, that's what I would love to get your feedback on. Yeah. Perfect. All right. <clears throat> so uh, in the pitch, I, I love this very specific act. And, and let me kind of get to that answer for you as well. Uh, because you do have a, a very successful start, you need to look at three different things of what you're trying to convey. Um, you cannot worry about other people, first of all, right? People will laugh at you, scoff at you, make fun of you. All the biggest and greatest businesses were put down at the very beginning. Uh, and that's even without having lawyers involved. So as a recovering lawyer, I understand the resistance that people have it, but there's three things I want you to focus in on. Number one is the strength of your message right? Utilizing the emotional impact of your personal experience with bulimia is great. And specifically, if you can get into some of the emotional aspects of being a lawyer and how they're comparable to being a bulimic and what type of mental stress or abilities and disabilities that occur for lawyers, especially during this compressed time of uncertainty. The most important thing to focus in on is spectrum. Because if you're getting a lot of negative feedback, there's no reason with the extraordinary amount of lawyers that exist in Little America alone that you shouldn't be advertising specifically to the audience that you serve. 
you know, it's obvious that people don't like lawyers is a general mass uh, sentiment, but there are millions of lawyers. And what you need to do is be more interested than interesting and find a better way to address that strength of signal to the lawyers, whether it's working with the Bar Association, working with the Lawyers Guild or whatever other organizations that you may find with the law schools themselves. So getting in early uh, and then building the relationship as they graduate. I'm sure that law students have equal amount of stresses as lawyers as well, since I was one, uh, may even be more. Um, but making sure that strength of signal is going to the spectrum that you want and make sure your message is clear. So one of the things that will stop uh, the haters and, and the negative sentiment is if you are clearly indicating and articulating the value that you're providing, right? When you become completely vulnerable with what you're doing, you then become invulnerable to the haters and to the commenters, et cetera. And so what I want you to do is focus in on those three things. Don't be afraid to test them. But it sounds like the biggest problem is that your signal is strong. You're getting a great conversion, but you need to address a better spectrum of, of lawyers specifically and then have a clearer message to indicate what the reasons, impacts, and capabilities are. Um, and specifically, I think you will find even greater success. But everyone out there, especially if you're starting out, do not listen to the naysayers. Vote for what you want. Vote for the superpowers that you have. Stay consistent, persistent in the pursuit of that potential, and you will make it, I promise. Great pitch. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Thank you, Angela. Perfect. All right. And so far, so well here on the two-minute competition. Remember, anybody, if you want to apply for August 28th, go ahead, david at dmeltzer.com, 949-298-2905. Still can get my book for free, The Pitch Guide. Everyone, Pitch Guide is available for free at those same. And remember, we're going to be taking Q&A, Brian Lagesty and I. So make sure you put your questions in the Q&A uh, down below. All right, here we go. Next up on the two-minute drill. And we're looking for, here we go in this great environment. Oh, there he is. Faraz, hey, how are you? <laughs> what a great I'm smile. Good, good. All right, my friend, you got two minutes to give me your great pitch. You start when I point at you. Sure. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds fair. Let's go. All right, we're going to set the clock, getting ready to go. As soon as we're ready here on our stage, here we go. All right, on your marks, get set, go. Hi, David. I'm Faraz, the founder at One Gig. My journey from hating art to falling in love with it allowed me to discover a huge problem millions of artists and even managers are facing around the globe. And it's that both of these parties don't have an effective and easy way to book themselves. There is a constant uh, plethora of emails and phone calls that keep flying back and forth. But if, what if the artists and even managers were able to confirm uh, a booking with just a click? And hence the idea of One Gig was born. One Gig the SaaS enabled a marketplace that connects artists with event managers, making it easy to host events and book talents. Moreover, we are also aiming to automate the whole talent logistics, like booking cab for talent to the venue and booking a stay for the talent by partnering up with companies like Uber and Airbnb. We have been working on this app for the uh, past two months and we have launched a Google form to register our first 100 interested users to test our beta. In a couple of hours, 
uh, thousands applied. And interestingly, these people include artists who have worked with Wiz Khalifa, uh, even managers of big festivals like Sunford and Week, uh, Weekend of Shivang, which are basically the Coachellas of India. Uh, also, even managers of huge corporate companies and international artists too have applied, showing huge need in the market. So David, me and my team at One Gig are asking you for initial investment of 300K USD for 20% and your mentorship to help us scale and also allow us to leverage your network capital to impact millions of lives around the globe and create a dent in $1.1 trillion industry. Thank you. All right. Perfect. All right. Once again, I would prefer to see um, someone utilize all the time. Right. If you haven't utilized all the time, it just indicates to me that we haven't practiced all the things that we want to say enough times because we should be ending within seconds of the two minutes. Um, moreover, uh, valuation for us. How did you come up with the valuation that you have? I, I mean, I've been mean, <laughs> just a rough number right for right now because we're still in early stage. So, uh... okay, pretty typical, by the way. So you have to be prepared to answer questions that will add to your credibility. And I appreciate the honesty because mm-hmm. that does add to your credibility. But if you're asking someone for $300,000, you better be more than prepared to tell them why. You better be more than prepared to reassure them that that investment has that 120 value indication to it. That if you invest $300,000 today without any uncertainty, or here are the uncertainties that we have, statistically, this is what you are going to get as a return on investment. Here's our plan. It's a safe node, whatever, because all you're doing is exposing credible uh, inexperience. And, you know, you would have been better off, in my opinion, of asking for an initial investment on a note, maybe without evaluation with a million dollar cap uh, at a 20% discount to market. And your initial, since it's initial, you know, asking for up to $500,000 on a note in order to what draw in my experience, relationship capital. One of the other things when we're talking about apps and a lot of people have apps that have great interest. And this is one of them that I'm sitting here, as you know, the great value of what you're talking about is that you're able to very quickly in a beta, just guide interest of the biggest names in artists and management and venues uh, and corporations, by the way. And that was really impressive. The problem is I have no indication on how much money it's going to take to launch the app, market the app, execute on the app, everything that the app functionality wise, how the matching works. All of these things or some of them with the extra minutes, uh, seconds that you had could have been answered or at least addressed in some way or another. And so what I want people to do is really think through what they want, why they want it, what step or stage they are in the business, and then be able to effectively ask for something that will move forward the venture from where it's at. It will add to the credibility, add to the excitement of the interest that you have. Because remember, the golden rule of this pitch is there may be a million great ideas out there but taking it to market's the real trick. So let's work on explaining how to take a market, what value to give it, what the next steps are. And uh, you are well on your way. Great start though. I appreciate you coming on Two Minute Drill. Thank you. Thank you so much, David. Awesome. 
All right, we're learning lessons. Remember, pain is just an indicator. Mental, physical, spiritual, financial, emotional pain. Even if I'm giving it, it's still just an indicator that you have lessons to learn. I'm just a turn signal telling you to change directions. Better directions exist. Better situations exist. Let's see the next pitch here on Two Minute Drill. Donna. Hi, David. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. You ready for your two minutes? I am. All right. On my uh, indication, you're going to get going. Here we go. Let's hear your two-minute pitch. Okay. I'm Donna Valerio, Chief Marketing Officer at Media Mash. Thank you for having me. Um, have you ever clicked on a link to go to a video, say, from a motivational speaker you follow, and it takes you to YouTube? Then 45 minutes later, you're watching a woman teach her dog sign language, and you're like, how did I even get here in the first place? Totally taken off task. Well, Media Mash is disrupting YouTube, which has no other competition. 5G, the pandemic, and work from home have made Zoom, YouTube, and Netflix household names. At Media Mash, we've taken the best features of each one of those and mashed them together into one hybrid software platform. Have you noticed headlines today where Kim K is getting 100K for an Instagram post? YouTubers are being shut down and losing their whole revenue streams. Well, relying on social networks gives you and your company no control. At Media Mash, we're giving you back control. We're letting you create content by taking web meetings and recording or live streaming them. You can distribute your video to both your social channels. And more importantly, we give you a video player right for your own website. You can collaborate with your customers on our platform and coworkers right in that web conferencing tool. We give you the availability to monetize your video, not be monopolized by YouTube and have advertisers want to reach your audience and pay you instead of getting the pennies you get from YouTube. You can analyze your audience, give deep, get deep viewer analytics, sentiment, data, and you can act on that data immediately. We give you dynamically indexable content from all your videos so you can drive even more traffic to your website. Media Mash gives you back the control of your video content and it gives you consistent revenue streams on top of that. Right now we're launching our new corporate client SeatSuite Networks with a white labeled version of the software. And next month, um, and that one, uh, client will give us over 15k in MMR. We are also launching two amazing niche channels of our very own, an esports channel with a global Fortnite tournament and a pet channel with a large dog rescue who has a national audience <laughs> and many celebrity clients. Are we getting feedback? Yeah, we're we're, we're off the 2 minutes. Okay. Good. So oh, um, Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um Number one, it's, a, it's okay to read, especially in the virtual environment if you're pitching, because for me, I would take advantage of whatever setting I had when I was pitching. So if I'm pitching live uh, and I need to have certain keynotes or notes, I may have my laptop in front of me. On stage, I may have some keys, et cetera. Here, I think it's okay, uh, but you may wanna work on not reading directly down and being able to, to look up and use it as a guide, not as a complete crutch. So that'll be one thing as far right. as the pitch, the pitch went. Um, you know, I have one quick question about, you know, something like this. How do you drive traffic? Because obviously all of those uh, features and benefits are terrific, but if there's no audience, 
uh, you know, that's why people get pennies on the dollars with YouTube because they have such a huge audience and a hundred percent of nothing is nothing. And I see so many different kind of media mash platforms out there that have great capabilities, uh, but they only exist in a vacuum where and how do you get a bigger audience so that you can actually uh, gain revenue from what, from utilizing the platform? Yeah, so you do need to have an audience in order to utilize the platform. Um, if you don't, you can still live stream to all your social networks. So if you have a large social following, you can bring them back to your website. But it really is for people who already have an audience and are ready to monetize that audience. Perfect. So, you know, I know we ran out of time, but that those are the type of details that can set off a pitch when, you know, we don't indicate them early on. So one of the things that I would do is... Mm-hmm specifically address the audience, the spectrum. It's kind of like Angela who said, you know, my spectrum is lawyers. Then I could instantly say, okay, here's a problem with, you know, your technique or, or business model according to addressing lawyers. For you, right, you want people who already have followings. And that's how you were yeah. able to get, for example, some of your first customers, which have a profitability. And that was of interest and great interest to stimulate my interest to understand. The other side of it is the ask. Right. I'm very intrigued by the platform. I'm intrigued, of course, by the success that you've had with some of the larger scalable opportunities. But the ask, right? We want to make sure. I love a pitch that starts with an ask that says, you know, my name is Donna Valario. I am the CEO of so-and-so. What I'm looking for is, and then describe, I don't mind that at all. Or at least at the very end, utilizing, hey, can you see any reason from what I've told you today about the credibility of what we're doing, the emotional attachment, the quantified reasons and facts and capabilities, can you see any reason you won't want to invest this or introduce this or be on my board of advisors? Uh, so that should be your gentle value justified uh, ask at the end. Does that sound fair? Sounds fair. <laughs> Thank you for joining Two Minute Drill. I look forward to talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Awesome. More great lessons, more great pitches. We're going to go back to Jeff. I know we got his volume fixed, so nothing like the COVID technology. Uh, I know, right? And that beautiful white sheet behind you, we're, we're wasting it. It's good to hear you, Jeff. How are you? Yes, I'm great, David. How are you? I'm great. All right. You're going to get two minutes when I point at you begin, okay? All right. All right. It's on you. Go ahead. Well, first of all, I am grateful to be here today because I am excited to share with you Slopegrade, golf's first wearable green reading system comprised of this sensor and an iOS app. How it works is that you place the sensor on your midsection, then you calibrate the sensor based on how you would naturally stand on a level surface. And then as you stand along your putt line, the sensor uses physics and geometry to calculate a putting model in real time that is then displayed back on your iOS device. For any putt that you have, you will know instantly where you need to aim left or right of the hole in inches or in feet. Now, why is this important? Well, let me tell you, I have played a lot of golf in my life and I cannot tell you how many strokes I've seen lost around the green. And I wanna do something about that. Instructors can use slope grade with their students to help accelerate their learning curve when it comes to reading greens. For the amateur, professional, or caddy, they can also use slope grade to not only sharpen their own green reading skills, but to also use it as a preparation tool when playing in tournaments. 
for example, they can go out and play practice rounds and get all the slope information that they need for all the marked pins of the event. Our mission with slope grade is simple. We want to increase the enjoyment of the game for all those who play it. And most importantly, provide solutions that create meaningful moments for all golfers everywhere. With the golf technology industry rapidly evolving and growing, collaborating with your team not only gets us an early stake in the game, but also your organization, one to $5 per unit sold. But of course, this is always negotiable. I already have slope grade in market right now, but now I am asking for help to help grow it further. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect timing. Now th that takes practice to end right on two minutes. So once again, adding to the credibility, uh, very great explanation on the features and benefits, the emotional attachment. Uh, I know myself, I know uh, utilizing caddies. I've sat there. I remember one time in Jamaica and my caddy was in his seventies. He had been at the trial country club for years and he's telling me to aim two feet above the hole. And if I was there by myself, I'd have been two feet below the hole. And I trusted him and it made a huge difference. And I think a lot of amateur and professional golfers see the need for it. Um, I would have liked to see less of the features and benefit uh, in the two minutes and more of the construct of the business. Where is it distributed? What retailers are you already in? Where's the margins, et cetera? I know the ask was good. I get it. You want a performance-based ask of, you know, my team and me to be able to get distribution for the product between one and five dollars uh, performance on each of those units determined upon a negotiation or conversation of value. That's fine. But I would like to see more quantitative analysis of here's how many doors that we're in uh, here with COVID, for example. This is how many golf courses are open. This is how many pro shops are open. It's an excellent opportunity even now to accelerate the business because golf is one of the few uh, activities that are allowed uh, in, you know, single cart or walking, et cetera. And here, you know, maybe because of social distancing, we can't share it. You know, there, there's a variety of things that you could have went through quantitatively that would give me more security and more uh, stimulate, um, more stimulation of, Hey, I want to get involved with this for a performance space. Um, if in that performance, there was equity as well, you may have wanted to mention that structure if there's any type of offer for equity. Uh, you know, I'm really looking at uh, in, in this one, the most polished as far as practice. You know, you uh, nailed it on a great presentation that covered what you wanted to cover. There will be no perfect pitch, uh, especially at this stage. But I think if you would have nailed the doors, the distribution, the monetary side of it, uh, it would have been really close to one of the best uh, that we've seen and uh, appreciate what you're doing. Uh, look forward to learning more on slope grade. Thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate your time, David. Thank you. You got it. Good job. All right. Well worth the wait. Well worth listening to uh, all types of great ideas, all different industries, backdrops, et cetera. You can see where people fill a need and we just got to get really good at articulating the quantitative value in how we want to move forward. All right, let's move on to our next pitch. Albert, welcome to Two Minute Drill. Hey, how are you? I am great. You got two minutes to pitch your idea when I point at you, which is probably rude. Time to get started. Does that sound fair? <laughs> That's perfect. Let's do it. All right, man. I'm ready to hear your pitch. 
Thank you. So my name is Albert. I'm the founder of MetricLock, and we're asking for $30,000 at 7% equity in our company. And really what MetricLock is, is we're a biometric security company, and we are trying to provide safety and protection for consumer valuables. Um, the reason why I actually started MetricLock was because last year in 2019, when I went to Mexico City, um, I was actually really excited. It was my first international trip. And uh, when I got there, I got to from the airport to the hotel and I noticed that my bag on the side was actually open. Uh, when I opened the bag, my necklace that my mom got me for Christmas was stolen. And so that really could have been prevented with one of our uh, padlocks. And so this is what it is. It's a biometric fingerprint security. Uh, it's a biometric uh, fingerprint scanner. And it's really simple. You just uh, lock something and then you unlock and it unlocks and then you can lock it again. There's no keys. There's no codes. You don't really have to remember anything. Uh, you don't lose your finger. You bring that everywhere with you. And so um, it's pretty neat and it's convenient as well. Um, and it protects your stuff. Uh, the small industry is actually expected to grow. I um, mean, 2019, there was $1.67 billion in revenue. And that's expected to grow to over $2.5 billion by the end of 2023. And that's actually from Statista.com. And we're, we're finding is that um, there's a lot of theft. Um, according to the FBI, there's over 7 million thefts that were reported in 2018 alone. And so we're really trying to eradicate that. And so what were our ideal cl uh, clients are going to be athletes, uh, students, uh, travelers, um, athletes have access to their bags um, they have their belongings, lockers, students have access to lockers um, they want to protect their valuables. And then obviously travelers in my case. And so um, what's next for us, what we've used that money for is for larger marketing campaigns on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat and uh, athlete sponsorship. And so our question for you is how safe are you? <laughs> nice. Once again, well rehearsed in practice. Um, like every other pitch, a few places and holes that I like to say. I love the start of this pitch, right? I, I love the start of this pitch uh, with the thirty thousand uh, dollars for seven percent. Um, understanding more details on that would have been nice, right? So remember, if you're going to make an ask, a monetary ask, let people know where you came up with the valuation, right? Here's how many sales we have. Here's the margins of what we have. Here's how many kids, you know, one of the, the big spaces is lockers, right? And, you know, as we get to post-vaccine, lockers will once again at schools, at gyms, at country clubs, uh, as well as baggage. And those numbers, the credibility though, uh, Albert, was excellent. Meaning, I love that you not only gave statistics, but told me where they came from, right? And, uh -huh. and explained that. That was excellent. You know, very few people uh, start off with the ask, very few people give those details of where they got their statistics uh, because, you know, in my uh, realm, 99% of all statistics are made up. That's the only statistic I know to be true. Uh, besides 100% <laughs> of all short putts don't go in and 100% of the things you do now get done, uh, getting into a little bit of a training methodology. But I think if you work through these numbers, right? I, the other thing you did really well, whenever you can integrate the product, you know, just like the mass vending machine, that was an impactful emotional moment in the pitch when you put your finger on the lock and it opened up and you showed how powerful and easy it is to use. My mind was going and imagining how many other places I would use it because of the convenience and how many times I don't use a lock because I'm afraid of losing that little key or forgetting the combination. 
right? How many of us? And I think explaining that in your pitch would be helpful for everyone as well to be able to say, hey, how many times have you got in a lock and would have used the lock on baggage, on a locker, on something if you could, one, remember where the key is or two, you know, remember the combination. What about bikes? What about motorized scooters? What about all these others? You talked about 7 million thefts. I think really hammering home the business model because I really like the business. I like the ask. I'd like to know how you came up with uh, those numbers, uh, you know, 30,000 for 7%, <laughs> um, which is fine. The good news is you stimulated enough interest in the pitch in order for someone to ask these questions. You were well-prepared, well-practiced, and you utilize that. So um, I think there's a few areas to work on to get to that articulation of, hey, Dave, can you see any reason you want, want to move forward? But you got partially there and had a really good pitch. So thank you so much uh, for that effort. Thank you so much for your time, Michael. Awesome. All right. Moving right along. Here we go. We Believe it or not, we're on our eighth pitch already. Don't forget, add your questions for Brian and I into the Q&A section. Uh, we are available. Don't forget, you can email me, david at dmeltzer.com. Text me at 949-298-2905. I will give you the perfect pitch guide that will also review all of these. The replay, of course, is on the playbook every Monday. You can reach it on YouTube. If you want to go back, look at some of these pitches, see how and compare yourself to what they're doing and some of the key components of successful pitches. Let's get to number eight here. Ryan, what's going on, my friend? How's it going, David? Good, good. Are you as nervous as I am? Yes. All right, good. <laughs> All right, when I point at you, you're going to start your two-minute drill. Does that sound cool? Perfect. All right, let's get started with the two-minute drill. All right, good morning, David, and thank you. My name is Ryan Higginson, and I'm owner and operator of RMI Inspections. We provide virtual video chat vehicle inspections for rideshare drivers. You see, once a year, every rideshare driver has to get their vehicle inspected to ensure the vehicle's aesthetic well-being, as well as properly functioning safety features, such as lights, seatbelts, and things of this sort. To do this, you have to set up an appointment with the Uber Inspection Hub, or in this case, traveling pop-up tents. The inspection process averages about an hour to complete, which results in driving which results in loss of driving time, gas to get to and from the hub, as well as money. The only alternative is a mechanic shop, which we all know can be a hassle and a frustrating experience. This got me thinking, how could I improve the process? Because if I disliked it so much, then everybody, every other rideshare driver must as well. With our service, we can provide a virtual virtual video chat vehicle inspections in, in 15 minutes from the comfort of the driver's driveway when they're ready and on their time, not the other way around. Now, with COVID-19 hitting the rideshare industry hard, Uber and Lyft have had to lay off thousands of employees and close 50% of their inspection hubs. This opens up a huge opportunity to provide our service as a new solution for rideshare drivers. We charge $19 for a single inspection and $25 for a combined inspection of both Uber and Lyft. With 3.5 million Uber drivers and 2.5 million Lyft drivers in the United States, the market is extensive and scalable. With little overhead and attractive operating margins, our growth is only limited by our marketing capabilities as well as our manpower. We launched in October 2019 and to date have completed 88 inspections. With your private coaching, we are ready to grow. Thank you so much. Wow. 
really good pitch. Um, I hope too that you have somewhere one of the tricks of the trade to use the platform that you have. And, you know, as we're leveraging this clarity experience here and seeing all these different tricks, you can imagine when you're pitching to set up little notes or side things that you can use. So to keep it smooth, to keep you confident, to keep you on time. And I thought uh, you utilize that really well um, in the competition. What a great business model right? He explained the business issue. I think you could have enhanced saying that, you know, during COVID this addresses, but imagine when, you know, we have this post-vaccine era that will occur. Imagine the growth and potential of finding a better way to do something that needs to be done. And don't be afraid when you're giving a pitch to simplify things to its core. Uh, and I think people make that mistakes. They get so down deep because they're so close to their business that they don't elevate up into a, sim- a simple definition of what we do. Hey, what we're providing is something that is being done and will be done. And we have a better way of doing it, inspecting Uber and Lyft cars. And I thought you did an excellent job of describing how it's done and how you can do it. You gave the pricing uh, with the 88 vehicles. Now, the interesting thing about the 88 inspections is the way that you were describing it, I anticipated way more inspections to be done. So now I know the critical business issue, which you could have illuminated and said, look, our critical business issue is scaling this. We've only done. And so you see the difference in the energy of we've only done 88 inspections and you can see we could be doing 88,000 of these. And I love the ask, right? You know the stage of your business, where you're at, what you need to ask for that coaching uh, instead of money, instead of whatever else it is, uh, really was a, p- a positive for this as well. Um, I think in the details, though, too, uh, it, it wasn't clearly indicated to me, you know, who's on the other side or is it just an app, right? What is needed for that $25 to inspect? Because obviously they're going to two different places. Is it all automated or is somebody receiving the data and sending it? I think understanding where it is would have been uh, another great thing that you could have included in there. Otherwise, you know, I think the uh, credibility, the ask and the description and explanation are all aligned and all in all, it was a really good pitch uh, in, in this great platform. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, David. I really appreciate it. You got it, Ryan. Good job. Appreciate it. All righty. Next up, number nine. Let's see what we got here. Our next two-minute drill. Anna, how are you? Hey, David. How's it going? Really, really well. I appreciate you joining us here on the two-minute drill. Hopefully, you're as excited as I am. I'm excited and nervous. Uh, are you, what do you think of uh, this new platform compared to our typical Zoom? Um, I am getting a little bit of feedback, so oh, yeah, I'm just going to leave Zoom. Okay, there we go. Awesome. All right. I'm going to give you two minutes in the two-minute drill to do your pitch. When I point at you, get going, okay? Got it. Thanks. All right. Let's begin the two-minute drill. Hi there. I'm Anna Weltman from Top Performance Consulting. Thank you so much, David, and your team for having this opportunity. It's it's an amazing opportunity for us all. Um, have you ever had a kid or a young person gladly do their homework without any asking from their parents or their coach or their teacher. 
Well, usually it doesn't happen, but I think it could happen if students and young learners felt that they were self-directing their learning. And so what I'd like to propose is a program that is called Do Your Homework and Win. I work with uh, children as well as adults, but the children I work with in sports psychology are always overwhelmed with their tasks and all the different things that they have to juggle in their daily life. So they don't need any more learning that's going to be a burden on them. So what I proposed is a very simple 10-week series, and the most they have to do is watch a video for between two to five minutes, and then they do their homework. And the homework is the practice. The practice is what's going to help them form their own inner determination and their own inner values. And they will be applying their homework existentially. So that practice is going to take place every week in between each session. This is going to benefit the kids, which in turn is going to make the parents happy, help the kids do better in their sports, in their teams, their school, everything that they get involved with. So I'd like to ask for some coaching to get this program started, which would probably require about 10 hours of coaching, which I think it was going to take me about 10 hours to create and administer the program and a little bit of uh, advice on using equipment properly and maybe scaling this program up to some larger entities rather than uh, one person to one so that while the kids are getting this little uh, inexpensive training they also can become familiar with me. I grow my credibility with them that way and they get to travel. They get to taste the product before they buy it. So I would like to get that started with your help. Thank you. Thank All right. You. <laughs> you know, I think uh, one of the key things to think about is that all of these companies are in different stages. And one of the mistakes that we make is we don't illuminate or describe or analyze where we're at. And I thought Anna did a great job of, you know, letting me know right up front that this is an early stage idea, right? And with this idea, this is the type of help that I need. And here's the possibilities, probability and perspective that I have today, but I'm open, you know, I'm open. And I think a lot of times I'll get people that are pitching that are closed minded. And I have an old saying that it takes as much energy to change somebody, somebody's ideas or practices with a closed mind as it does to help change or a practice of a thousand minds. And so I'm always looking for someone with an open mind, someone who is vulnerable in the sense that they don't know what they don't know, that they're seeking mentorship or help. And that is a lot of times part of a pitch. If you get an audience, it, whether it's a pitch competition like Two Minute Drill, or you're just blessed to have relationship capital with a huge VC, take the opportunity, even if you know you're too early, just illuminate where you're at with your idea, what stage you're at. And I thought Anna did a great job of her ass, right? Making it specific to 10 hours of coaching in order to effectuate this. I think one of the areas where she got a little bit too far is just talking about the, um, the branding side, right? So it's hard for an investor or a channel partner or a mentor uh, to really, you know, grab onto here you are at the very beginning asking for two, you know, 10 hours of, of coaching to kind of solidify how the business works, maybe get some ideas how to scale it, but then make the big leap of, okay, after we scale it, what I really want to do is brand myself so that I can have an entire uh, platform in which to teach this consistent, persistent behavior. And so um, 
you know, Anna, there was so much that was good about that. And I think, you know, it's a great lesson to take away from that. Uh, you know, and there's a boy Gary on, on my left shoulder there. Uh, it's more important, uh, to make sure that we stay within the realm and focus in on that one specific ask, because we do lose credibility if we go too far and start saying this, this, and this, oh yeah. And by the way, I want to be as big as Gary V. uh, in the end, I think, Besides that, the ask is aligned with what you were describing. Very clearly, you made it known that this is a good idea, with, in which you have great experience at, and what help you need. I think it was really well done, and appreciate the two minutes that you gave us. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Anna. Perfect. All right. Last but not least, here we go. Number 10. This may look easy. It's because of the virtual environment that they're making this look so easy. I'm telling you, I was bragging to everybody earlier about, I love pitch competitions because there's really no preparation, right? I'm just going off of what I know. It's when I do those normal Friday trainings and have to do research and prepare and have notes and do all the things you are doing. I was wrong. This is not as easy as it looks, but we're loving it. And Clarity Experience is making it way easier for me and making it look super cool. Uh, almost as cool as Gary V there. Don't justify your dreams, execute them. Speaking of executing on your dreams, Jason, welcome to the two minute drill. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Well, I'm going to give you two minutes to pitch. You start when I give you that pointer as an indicator. Okay. Yes. All right, here we go. Get started with your two minute drill, Jason. Hello. And thank you for this opportunity. My name is Jason Cavanis. I'm a INFJ Retired U.S. Army officer. I have previous startup experience. I have 30 years of HR experience. I'm now the CEO and founder of Cabinets HR. At Cabinets HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people. According to the SBA, there's 5 million companies in the U.S. with 49 or fewer people. And most of them don't have HR. An internal HR hire like myself can be 50000 or more per year plus benefits. And HR consultants who we want to put out of business overcharging price and under deliver on value. Neither option is working for small business. Because of this, small business owners are losing $27 billion per year because of bad HR, which comes out to around $10,000 per small business, small business employee. And on average, small business owners are spending 25% of their time on HR. Time better spent taking care of employees, their customers, and building their business. At Cabinet's HR, we're going to solve this by providing a voice-enabled AI platform and access to a dedicated HR business based on the location and history of our customers. At Cabinet's HR, we've done a great job of building up a community around Cabinet's HR, as we have over 40,000 followers across various social media platforms. Although we're nowhere near David's level yet, our podcast is getting 1,500 downloads per episode, and 35 of our guests have agreed to be brand ambassadors for us. We recently closed a deal with Cobiz Working Space out of Richmond, California, Bay Area, where the 90 companies are going to become potential, uh, potential customers for us. Also, we've been, we've, been, we've been accepting several startup programs to include New York University Future Lab in New York City, actually out of Brooklyn, and they're going to give us one year free office space and one year free housing for one year and access to various New York City um, VCs. Um, winning this contest will be a great value add for Cabin's HR. Thank you for your time. Cabin's HR, focus on your business. We've got your HR. Right on. All right. A few things, subtleties. First of all, very good pitch. You could tell well-practiced 
right? And it utilized all the time, went through the credibility, personal and business credibility, as well as anyone, right? The programs they've been accepted to, the awards, the all, all of that, right? By saying that the programs, by the way, not everybody has this to say, but I've had pitches where people don't. When he gets into the free housing and the free office space, right? I now leverage all the things he can say by saying someone else has vetted this. Somebody else has vetted it to the point where they're making an investment in Jason, in his company. Uh, the idea was explained very effectively in a quantitative manner. So if you're going to go back and watch this replay, listen to how he quantifies the value of HR, which can be a subjective thing. Talking about individual employees and the losses, the resources, et cetera. That, that was excellent. Um, where we can use some improvement, Jason, one of the things that most people wouldn't notice, um, but when we're practicing, which you obviously did, you know, go ahead and look within the format that you are. If you're going to be on video, if you're going to be on stage, you know, use a mirror, videotape yourself, look in Zoom and, and, and effectively, because from my perception, right, I would not wear an orange shirt, right? I, the, the, uh, what you're wearing actually looks as if I was like, oh my God, is, is he in a prison cell? Is that a prison jumpsuit? Uh, and it might seem subtle, right? But if, if you're in a pitch competition, an accelerator competition, if you're in front of Sequoia or a VC in Sand Hill Road, you know, and now we have to do this virtually, you want to make sure that, you know, utilizing a controlled environment like the Clarity Experience thing I'm doing is making me look better, right? Not, not giving questions about, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I do, you know, obviously I know where you're at and what you're doing. Uh, but I think it's a good lesson for people to learn is not only practice the pitch, but practice what we look at, learn the environment, learn how to utilize what we're using as a platform. The same way I'm learning here with clarity and providing the, the pitch show in a professional manner, just as big as my TV show. Um, and so I thought, you know, utilizing that pitch in that direction, the last thing real quickly, is the ask. You know, the only thing I was disappointed in, one of the best pitches I've heard, you know, I'm such a quantitative person. I would thought for sure at the end, you're going to say, okay, you know, Dave, this is what I want for how much, or this is what I want coaching, or this is what... I'm a, a little bit lost on the ask uh, and uh, a little disappointed I didn't get an ask because I'm very, very interested in what you're doing. Uh, please go back and watch this though, because uh, it is such a great... Uh, great uh, explanation or pitch on the quantitative analysis, which is so difficult. It's so hard to take the ethereal and subjective and give it true numbers like you did. And so I congratulate you on that, Jason, and appreciate you taking your two minutes with us today. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Good job. Awesome. All right. I did it. What a great competition. What a collective group, 10 really good pitches. I know, uh, we have to be constructive to help everyone to learn the lessons of these pitches so that we all get better, so that we get statistically better. We get what we want from our journeys, from the consistent, persistent pursuit of our potential. Potential. All right. We are now going to announce the three winners, the awesome. third place first. Third place is going to get my content, personally signed books, the perfect pitch exercise and a review session uh, of that with me. Uh, and so as we aggregate up, the second place one will also get the third place award, and the first place one will get, get all, all of it. The whole package. Nice. Right. All right. We're going to start. I'm going to pitch next time. Please I'm do. I'm a big that. fan. I will invest in the Clarity Experience. No problem. All right. 
Third place goes to Jeff Mosini. Thank you so much, Jeff. Um, we appreciate you. We'll get you the book signed to who you want them signed and get the perfect pitch uh, guide from me and a session to go over the guide so that you and I can work on that pitch together and see what other relationship capital I can help with as always. I'm of service. Second place, Jason Kavnis with the HR Solution. You're going to get our private coaching group and the stuff that J- uh, that uh, Jeff got as well. We got a whole bunch of J's all the time, but thank you and congratulations, Jason. And the winner is Albert Navarro. Unbelievable solution there with the biometric security company. Thank you so much. You're going to get one-on-one coaching with me and the private group and the content, et cetera, as we work down. Remember, the next competition is going to be August 28th. If I beg Brian, (laughs) hopefully we can do it here and do it better even. Hopefully you enjoyed this as much as I did. Please text me at 949-298-2905 to register for the free trainings, for the the next uh, pitch competition, free books, whatever you need, and also david at dmeltzer.com. I want to thank Brian Lagasty here, CEO of Clarity Experience. This is Dave Meltzer. And remember, be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Thank you for listening to this episode.
episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you, and remember to be great every day. Don't you know, pump it up, you've got to pump it up, don't you know, pump it up, you've got to pump it up, don't you know, pump it up.